0: You are listening to B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm one of your hosts, Laura. And I'm Sapir. Hi, everyone. Sapir's over there on the other side of the microphone, and there's an election. It's September the 23rd. Uh, Sapir, how do you decide which party to vote for? Well, usually I go by who's wearing the nicest shade of lipstick, Gareth. <laughs> No, I'm joking. Um I like to I like to watch, you know, the candidates speak. I try and make it to public meetings and um failing that, watch them on on the news and things like this. But it's hard. It's really hard picking who to vote for. It's it's a bit tricky picking who to vote for when there's new parties or new leaders or things just get a bit complicated. Parties disappear, United Future RIP. Sad, sad, sad. Uh so, if if you don't just want to ask your mom or vote the same way you did last time because you want to do your good democratic duty, there are a few resources out there to help you decide how to vote. A lot of them are online. And one of them is this new site hosted by the spinoff, and it's called Policy. Um, I've got one of the creators of Policy on the line. Hi, Chris. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can. How are you?
0: Hey. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Um, Chris is going to tell us about policy and, and how it works and how you can use it to maybe inform your vote this election season. Um, Chris, first off, wh- what's your job at uh, involved with policy?
1: So my role at policy, um, I sort of do a lot of the background work. So um, we have a team of guys working on content. We have designers. We have web developers. And my role is trying to pull it all together, make sure it works, Um, that we have the funding that we need to get it live, that our sponsors um, are on board. We work work with the Electoral Commission um, to get them on board. And my role is sort of working in the back, pulling all of that together.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, it it is quite important who creates these kind of sites because if there's any perception of bias, then people don't really want to use it. So who created it?
1: So the team, it's a team of young New Zealanders. None of us are members of political parties or in any way politically aligned with uh, what you might call establishment institutions. We were all, we all met really about five years ago. We were working in Salient Magazine up at Victoria University of Wellington together in 2012. And the project directors, Asher Emanuel and Ollie Nees, and our creative director, uh, Rachel Reeves, were um, the editors and the designer up there five years ago. And since then, we've been trying to find ways to to use the skills that we have uh, in journalism and the interest that we have in policy and politics to make it easier for people to be informed about their vote. And so four or three years ago at the last election, Mm -hmm. um, the team was behind a publication called Ours, which showcased the voice of young people um, and asked the parties about issues affecting young people. And that was published in the New Zealand Herald for five weeks leading up to the election. And this time around, we thought, you know, how what can we do? um, What can we do for 2017? And we looked at what the gaps were in terms of people trying to inform themselves to vote, and we thought, you know, there's a real important space for a tool that allows people to simply and easily compare party policies.
0: Okay, and and that's what the the policy website is designed to do. Um, Like, there's a few other sites out there like on the fence and vote compass where you you get a sort of slider and you like get to decide how much you uh, you often get a question like which do you like the environment or money and then you have to slide the slider and choose which one you like better and i often just leave it in the middle because i can't decide how is this uh tool a bit different
1: yeah, so the major difference is that we don't take a quiz based approach um, because while those other tools do have, have value in allowing people an easy way to kind of answer some questions and see where they end up, what's happening in the back end of, of tools like Vote Compass are on the fence. So they're making a lot of uh, decisions about you know, what it is, what, the, what balance of values ends up to be a vote in a party. And it's a bit of a black box. Hmm. How policy tries to be different is to take all of the publicly accessible information that parties themselves have released and put it all in one place and simplify it and make it easy to understand so that if there's a particular issue that you care about, because you know most people don't vote based on the aggregate or the average of all of their opinions on a party. They have a few issues that are really important to them, whether it's housing or environment or um, climate change, whatever. We wanted somewhere that would put all the policies in one place so that people could go through at their leisure, see what everyone stood for, rather than, like you say, work with sliders across what are often kind of false dichotomies.
0: Mm. Sure. So when you look at the policy page, it has different sections, and one of them is like the economy, and one of them is migration, and one of them is the environment, and you can pick and choose which, which collection of policies are important that you would want to include in the, the overall um, pie that you're creating of which parties' uh, policies you seem to agree with and align with the most? Is that the basic idea of how it yeah, works? Yeah, ex-
1: exactly. So they're all there. They're all in one place. Um, and if you want, you can go for as little or as much detail as you want. Our editors have simplified everything down to a single sentence but a simple double-click gives you the why and the how and all the original source material. So there's something for the first-time voter, there's something for the, for the policy wonk. And then, as you mentioned, you can favourite those policies and put them into um, your, your cart, if you like, of safe policies and then see how they break down by party to just give you a sense of you know, where you align on, on particular issues. And what we're, the intention behind this is to be one tool in the arsenal of a voter in informing their vote. Um, People obviously make decisions for all sorts of reasons. Uh, We really firmly believe that one of those reasons should be policy. Um, And there'll be other reasons that people will make uh, their choice on voting for, whether it might be personality, it might be feel, it might be ideology, but we're trying to provide a solution for that policy area, um, which we think is a pretty critical part of any election.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to run all over the Internet to try to scrounge up all the different policies for yourself?
1: Exactly, and in the past, that was exactly what people had to do. There was We've heard a lot of feedback saying, you know, for the first time I'm actually able to easily compare what people stand for. And if you think, you know, it took us until 2017 to be able to have that sort of resource in New Zealand, where we're quite surprised that no one did it first, and we're glad to be... Um, able to, to put this tool together for New Zealanders and as far as we know this is the first time it's ever been done in this way anywhere in the world.
0: Fantastic. Um, now do you pull all of the information from the party's manifestos or, or if somebody makes a speech and mentions something do you then have to run on and, and add that to the website or where do the policies come from?
1: Yeah, so they come from a range of sources. You're right in terms of party manifestos. That's one major source. Mm. Uh, Speeches as well. We have a team of researchers basically crawling every party release, and we're fortunate to be powered by Scoop. We have an arrangement with them uh, to use all of the press releases, and Scoop's a really, really valuable resource for um, having all of that political release information all in one place. Um, So the researchers go through and flag that, and we make a call as to whether it's just something that was said in a speech or an actual policy, uh, and then from there, the editors go through and, and simplify and make the language plain English and also comparable, because what you see is parties will describe things in different ways to appeal to certain demographics, when in reality, the policy might be exactly the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, how do the editors make sure that they are not biased when they write it up?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a tricky um, it's a tricky thing to get right. Uh, I think you, to a certain extent, have to trust your instincts um, and step back and constantly think, you know, is this fair? And our readers and the parties are able to make their minds up for themselves as to whether we've done a fair job. You know, we've got all of the source material cited there, um, and to date. We haven't uh, received any corrections from most of the major parties. And, in fact, some of the parties have actually gone to correct their own materials as a result of what's on the site. Um, is that if right? They felt, you know, their their words misrepresented perhaps what the intention of their policy was.
0: Yeah, so they um, like... The, other,
1: the they... other check that we have is the spin-off politics edi- editor, Toby Manhire, mm-hmm. um, has reviewed and um, made minor edits across all of our editorial judgments too.
0: Yeah. So you're saying sometimes the parties like the way that you've summarized a policy better than they had themselves?
1: Well, I don't know if, I don't know if that's <laughs> quite right. I think there's, um, there's yeah, specific instances where I think maybe there's been a way in which a policy has been worded which gives the wrong impression about what it would actually do. And, sure. of course, policy released six months out from an election or three months out from an election, can often be um, not to the, the greatest degree of detail. And so we're glad that this resource is out there for voters to use, for journalists to use, but also for the parties themselves to use um, as, a, as a check on are they communicating their messages in the right way.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. If a voter is um, getting a little confused because the parties seem a little bit like new or they're changey, uh, and they want to double check that the policies they they think they're voting for are the ones they are voting for. how can they use the site at, to its best uh, to, to its best design capability
1: yeah, I think if you know if voters do want to to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, um, the best way is to browse the party materials, but how our site facilitates that is any policy that's on there is linked back to the the original party materials and so um, you know, there will be people that want more detail than than we do provide on policy and that's absolutely fine we'd encourage them to to use the site to to go back to that original material and um, hear it straight from the parties themselves
0: cool um, I had a little play around on the site and started making a little pie f- f- for myself of which po- policies that I um, tended to agree with. And um, I thought it was a really interesting exercise in looking at parties that I wouldn't usually consider voting for and giving them some love hearts on their policies as well. It's a little bit of an equalizer, like when you look at everyone next to each other, you might find you really like an ACT party policy as much as you like a Labour party policy.
1: Yeah, exactly. In politics, it's a, it's a tricky thing, because even the party that you end up voting for, you probably don't agree with everything that they stand for. Mm, that's true. Um, and I think one of the thing, good things that you can take away, or at least that I've taken away from browsing through all the policies, is that when you see that there might be ideological differences, but I, I think there's not a single party on there that doesn't have a party a policy that I agree with, and you kind of hope that it reflects the fact that people that get into politics and um, parties that make policies are doing it with the right intentions, regardless of what the underlying ideology that fuels those policies is.
0: Okay. Uh, another weird question. How did you decide which parties to include and which ones to exclude?
1: So the parties that were included uh, were the eight that were polling above 1% or likely to have a seat in parliament based on current polls when we when we launched.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, obviously, that's changed now, as you mentioned uh, earlier, with, with Peter Dunnan intending to resign. Um, but we thought you know, we want to have as wide a range of information as possible. If we just do the top four, it's not really reflective of the environment that we have with MMP. And the minor parties are such an important part of New Zealand's political makeup that um, we wanted to extend it to all those that were likely to have a shot at Parliament.
0: Great. Cool. Cool. Uh, how do you know if your little tool is having a, having a good influence or helping people out? Do you get any feedback or do you have any outcomes you're working for?
1: Yeah, we've had we've had a range of positive feedback. Um, a lot of positive um, feedback through Twitter. People have been saying um, really nice things about us. We've had really favourable coverage on place like TV 3s The Project and on Radio New Zealand. Um, but the, for us, the, I think the most rewarding thing is hearing people get in contact with us through our email addresses. And um, there's a you know there's a donation link on the site as well um, where people can, can help us out and help us to pay our researchers. And there's been a lot of really great support coming through there and people saying, you know, I've, I find this stuff ho- so hard to engage with, but this has made it easy for me. Cool. Um, or I've always thought that something like this should exist and, and now it does. And we're really heartened by that and, and quite humbled that people will take take the time to use our tool and also to find that it's useful for them to participate in the democratic process.
0: Can I ask you a personal question, Chris? Sure. How, yeah. do, how do you decide which party to vote for?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I think it's a combination of the policies that I believe in, policies that reflect the values that I have, and the the direction that I think the country should be going in, balanced with uh, the ability of the, the party to execute against what they say they want to do um, so Obviously it, policy the tool only gives one side of that, but like I said before, I think it's it's um it's one tool in a voter's arsenal as they're as they're trying to make that choice
0: I see so you're you're adding that ability to achieve their goals is a bit of a strategic element in in your vote that you stir in when you're making your decision
1: yeah, for personally, I look at it because you're you're really electing a A team of people to work together to achieve things, and you have to, I think, evaluate a little bit beyond just the policies, um, although they are an important important part of it.
0: Cool. If you have uh, a lot of success with the with the policy page, can we will we see you again in three years' time?
1: Yeah. So we are definitely intending for this to be a current or a common staple of New Zealand's political. I mean, this being the first time that we've launched, it's difficult to say exactly what form it will take in future. Um, but we've had already sort of interest about from uh, media organisations about what we could do in three years' time. Um, there's also obviously local body elections that happen off the three-year general election cycle that we might look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think based on the reception that we've had and the, the huge number of users that have... have Um, clicked on already, we think that there is definitely a need for this, and there's a demand for this, and um, we're intending to stick around and make this, uh, like I say, a regular staple of of New Zealand elections.
0: Sounds cool. Well, thanks for making it all happen, Chris. I'm really glad that there's a resource like this available for people who want to dig in and make sure they make an informed choice.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and if I could just... um, Make one last plug. I'd like to say thank you to our, our sponsors. We've got had some really generous support from the Electoral Commission, uh, from our lead sponsor, Chap Chapman Tripp, from Victoria University of Wellington's Internet, uh, Institute for Governance and Policy Studies, from Grant Thornton, uh, from Muffin Break, and from I Want My Name Domain Registries. And we really couldn't have done it without that group of sponsors to support the tool. Um, and you'll see that you see their logos there on the bottom of policy.thespinoff.co.nz if people that are listening want to go and check out uh, those organizations. But, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, cool. Hey, great to hear from you, Chris. Good luck all the way to the election.
1: Thanks, Laura, and, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for your interest in policy. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. That was Chris McIntyre, the Operating Director of the Policy website, Policy.spinoff.co.nz. dot co dot nz. Uh that's where you can check out that website if you want to have a look. What do you think, Sapir? Uh, it's just it's a really great convenience, isn't it, having it all in one place? He's right. Someone should have thought of this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it's it it it's all under the various parties. So you do look at it and you feel a bit biased towards one or the other whichever mm. you tend to vote for. I was worried about that. But um I think uh it it's uh it's a good chance to put a love heart next to the policies regardless of which party they come next to and then yeah your all your love hearts get connected and put into a colorful chart for for you to share on Facebook. It's probably quite good once in a while to be confronted with your biases and it's worthy. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's here's a track from Mermaid and this is called Undergrowth. Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. You're listening to B-Side Stories, uh, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura. And I'm Sapir. Hey, please uh, listen to B-Side Stories on demand by going to our SoundCloud page or our itunes page you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts if you have a favorite app like podcast addict where you like to download radio shows on your phone and listen to them whenever you're on the bus uh, you can get b-side stories that way b-side space stories
1: that program was brought to you by wellington access radio get your voice heard thanks new zealand on air for funding the access internet radio project